really what it's going to come down to, especially with these two teams. All right, a lot of games still to look ahead to, of course, this weekend. Games on Saturday, games on Sunday. I, I don't know how I'm going to watch the NBA and the NFL on, on Christmas Day. I'll make it work. I won't be at home, so it's going to be a little more uh, difficult. Have the laptop with me at the in-laws, and I'll, I'll make this thing work, PJ. Nick, if I can it's watch eight happen. screens at one time, you can watch two. Yeah, but you have the resources. <laughs> I don't have the same resources yeah, there. That's, that's the one thing about it is, like, my family knew growing up, the NBA on Christmas Day. That's your day. That's just, that's just my day. It's part of the tradition. Uh, my in-laws learned that that is now a tradition I've brought over to their house. So they just, they know. They're like, it's going to be on. I'll spend time with family. I won't just sit and stare the entire time. I won't, I, it's harder to watch games on Christmas Day intently like I normally would just because the reality of it is I don't want to be in the doghouse. I got to <laughs> gotta be social someone <laughs> of here. Of course. You know, so there is that. But uh, yeah, it's it's going to be a, a mix of a, a lot. I mean, it's a big, big weekend in the NFL. We got to the point now too, I was looking earlier, you and I were talking about this before the show. We're starting to get at least a list of playoff scenarios where you can narrow things down at least slightly, but there's still so many out there that it's almost laughable when you think about the playoff picture and where teams are and who can clinch and who can do what. Like, So here's just one example. All right, here's Baltimore. Baltimore clinches a playoff berth right now with a win, a Miami loss, or a New England tie, or a Baltimore win, a Miami loss, or tie, New, New Jets, Jets loss, or tie. Jets, like it, it becomes There's this like list 10 of like things. T- and the, yeah. No, the list is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Two. It's fourteen different scenarios for them. The last one is the best: a New England loss, a Jets loss, Cleveland loss or tie, Vegas loss or tie, Tennessee loss or tie, and a Chargers win. All that happens, which and then, it could. Then that's yeah, which it, it could. But that we're now into that point of the season where yeah, it, we're, the playoff picture is much clearer. Sure, but you also have the back end where there's a lot of teams certainly still fighting for that. And you know, I mean, first off, when I look at this Giants Vikings game right now, the Vikings are, are solidly in the playoffs, right? The totals at forty eight there. 48 and a half. No, it's down to 48. So totals of 48. Uh, Vikings are four-point four favorites here. But the Giants have to still claw their way into the playoffs. Now, they won last week at Washington, and they have that tie. Now, that tie could help them. That tie could also hurt them. Ties can go both ways late in the season. That could mm-hmm. be the difference in them not getting in the playoffs. But the Giants are in full-on playoff mode now, while the Vikings are coming off of a 33-point comeback, the greatest comeback in NFL history, the fact that they were down 33 nothing at halftime to the Colts made absolutely no sense whatsoever. It was like the Vikings forgot the game started then. And then they came back and were like, oh, yeah, we have a football game to play. But I, I can see that momentum from the Vikings carrying over against the Giants, at least, at least for this one game. It's not prime time, but it is a standalone game. I get it. But we had the standalone game, and Kirk brought them all the way back. So we can stop now saying that Kirk can't win in standalone games either. Primetime's a whole other conversation, but I can see that momentum from the Vikings win. Those are the types of moments that good teams are able to carry over into games moving forward. I know Ryan hates them, but he's also a Packers fan. So let's be honest. There's a little bit of a bias there, okay? Like, I want to throw up in my mouth when I say something nice about the Cowboys, but I have to be honest, and I'm going to do it. Do I think <laughs> the Vikings are winning the Super Bowl? No. But do I think that the Vikings can use that momentum from that historic comeback and carry that over at least against the Giants? Absolutely. I don't know. Now that it's up to four, I like the Giants at the four. You know, it just feels like a natural letdown spot for the Vikings. You use all that energy. You come back. Unbelievable. Historic. Nobody's ever done that before. 33 points. And now you play a Giants team that has so much momentum right now after that big win against Washington. It just feels like to me the Giants plus four the right side. Because even if Minnesota wins, I mean, they've been playing in one-score games all year. They've played in 10 of them. 
So all they do is play people tight. This feels like another game that's going to be tight. I do like the uh, the Giants at the four now that it's moved up there from three and a half. You look at this Giants schedule too down the stretch, Nick. So they are at Minnesota this week. Then they're home against Indianapolis. And they're going to get the Colts off a short week because Indy plays the Chargers on Monday night this week. So that helps. And then the final week of the season, they're going to be at Philadelphia. And Philly's probably going to be resting, guys, because they're going to have the one seed in the NFC East wrapped up. So Giants are in a great spot. They win this game this week against Minnesota. I mean, they're undoubtedly probably going to the playoffs. So I expect it to be close. I think Minnesota definitely could win the game, but I think it's going to be like another three-point win by them. So I would lean towards the Giants at the four. Yeah, good for you having more confidence in the Giants than I do. I still think that team is wildly inconsistent and frustrating. I get the Vikings are too. I'm. I'm so it's funny because you're the opposite. You see what the Vikings did as in a key setup for a letdown, I see that as momentum carrying over to the next game as a confidence builder. But you see how you can go either way with certain situations. Because there's no real trend or stat to dictate that. That's more of just what are what are the personalities of this team, and we're almost going to learn that in this game. If the Vikings come out and they beat the Giants, that tells you a little more of what type of team they actually are and should give you a little more confidence in them in the playoffs. I think a lot of that is based on the coach. Kevin O'Connell's still a rookie, and just the way Minnesota's season has gone, it's been so up and down. They've obviously won a ton of games, but man, do they put a lot of pressure on themselves, and they find a way to pull some rabbits out of their hats, but... I just think this is going to be another one of those up-and-down games, while the Giants, meanwhile, it seems like the Giants have kind of been steady all season. They got off to the unbelievable start, then they went on that rough patch where they lost three in a row, then, and now here they go, it looks like maybe ascending again after that big win against Washington. So the Giants are a team that I just can, can kind of trust more throughout the season because they've been high and they've been low. And now it looks like maybe they're going back up. And Minnesota, it's like every other week. Yeah. You just don't know what you're going to get. So, in fact, I'm getting the Giants at the four now. I, I like that. Here's the one thing that I do like about Minnesota. They also are 11-3 and three with a point differential of plus two, meaning they're winning close games every single week. So that, that matters late in the season, and that matters in the playoffs too. Now, the playoffs are certainly different than the regular season, but it shows that they're able – like, look, look at the Lions right now. The Lions' point differential is just plus five. Mm-hmm. Now – some of that, too, was just bad losses they've had earlier in the season that can skew that number. But when I see teams that are winning with a close point differential, it tells me they can at least win close games, and they're they're tested in those situations, but it also means they're not blowing anybody out. It's you true. know, So you, don't, you, have the, you have the Eagles who have a differential of plus 143. They're beating the hell out of teams. So you know that they are a legit contender. If you're a 13-1 and one and you're beating teams that badly, that is the statement. But at least you know the Vikings in cl- clutch close situations, unless it's prime time for Kirk, What they were able to do is last week, it's just, it's telling. It's telling to me. And maybe I'll be totally wrong. And you and I will sit here on Monday and I'll go, I was wrong. It was a letdown and it should have been. I've been saying that all year about Minnesota. I'm like, fade them in this spot. Fade them in this spot. You know what? I actually liked them though last week, three and a half against Colts. And of course they don't cover. They're just one of these teams, Nick. If I, if I don't like them, you should probably take them. And if I do, you probably, (laughs) so you know what? Probably take Minnesota minus four this week. Lions are two and a half point favorites against the Panthers. The Panthers are kind of that other team that was like kind of getting a little bit of like whispers of that fun Lions team. It's the Lions have actually succeeded at that. The Panthers are a little, probably too far behind there. But when we talk about the playoff picture in the NFC right now, the Giants at eight, five and one in the five spot, Washington, seven, six and one behind the Giants. Then it's the Seahawks at seven and seven and the Lions at seven and seven right now. So another massive game for a Lions team. Huge. That's won three straight. 
that's now rallied behind their coach, who's more than just, I guess, a glorified gym teacher, like like Horvat said. Uh, <laughs> the Lions now have a legit shot at getting to the playoffs, and they're they look confident. They look like a team now that doesn't just. It's not just they're last not year. hoping to win. They they're know not just, they can, and they're not just an offensive team too. Like it's not just they've got a great offense, but they can't win games. They're winning football games on top of that, which is, you know, kind of the point of the whole thing is actually winning the game. That is. But they look like a team that has more confidence in actually who they are and that, hey, like the playoffs actually could be a thing for us. And that this late in the year, when a team gets hot with a few weeks left in the regular season and they claw their way into the playoffs, those are the dangerous teams in the playoffs. The last two Giants Super Bowls, that's exactly what those Giants teams were. Is they were they they snuck in the back door of the playoffs and they won the Super Bowl. And that's why I like Ohio State in college football this yeah. year, right? Because they're yeah. just sneaking into the playoff and I think they could do some damage. Yeah, it just look, I got the Panthers at plus three. It's down to two and a half now. So I love the I love them at three. I kind of am leaning towards Carolina though to win this game. The Lions are just again, they're the public darling right now. Everybody's rooting for them too. That's not the thing. It's not like they're just this hot team that everybody's betting like Cincinnati or Minnesota. Like people are legitimately like rooting for the Lions. I find myself pulling for the Lions. Like I think it's it's a great story. They've obviously never been to the Super Bowl. It's just been a franchise that for so long has been so bad. And now they just have such a good thing going. The fact that they had hard knocks earlier this season. You just full, you just find yourself pulling for the Lions right now. With that being said, Carolina's defense really, even under Matt Rule, they're awesome. They're not good, though, at home, which does worry me a little bit. I actually like the over in this game, Nick, at 43.5. I think both teams are going to score. Detroit, their offense, as we know, really all season has been awesome. Mm-hmm. And Carolina, ever since Darnold took over, I mean, they really have been pretty good. Put up 30 points in Seattle, and Carolina putting up 30 points is just absurd. Pittsburgh last week was a tough matchup for them. But this week against Detroit, against a softer defense, especially the Lions coming off that physical game against the Jets, I think both teams will be able to score. So the over 43 and a half is my favorite play. I would also buy Carolina to three. Because I think it's going to be a game that comes right down to the wire, but I, I am leaning towards Carolina with the upset. I think yeah. I think they might win. I and I know you said this yesterday. I know you're leaning Commanders against the 49ers. <laughs> Don't do it to yourself. Oh, I'm doing. Commanders it. seven point dogs in this game. I, I'm doing. Chase it. Young is going to be back. I just. You know, and you know, I'm too close to this, so maybe I just shouldn't no, even say but anything. See, I, I like the fact because I got excited last week, and you were exact, right. You were like, "You see how excited Nick exact. is?" And now it's look been at forever. you. And That's how what, I know to take them because th- now look at you. You have no hope now. This is why I don't because bet on my teams. You think they're you think they're done. You think they have no hope, and that's why I like them. Because everybody thought Washington was going to win that game last week. Everybody was loving the Heineke magic. The mm-hmm. fact that they had three weeks to prep for the same team. I'll, I'll pause you on the Heineke magic. I was definitely not you in were the not on that. No. Well, the fact that he was He's, winning games, you're obviously not sold on just him as a quarterback and the oh, fact they don't put up any points. No. But there is something to be said for the fact that, I mean, they've been winning games with him. And that obviously didn't happen last week. There was some questionable officiating. But it's just, it's a good week to fade San Francisco because they clinched the division. There's really nothing left to play for. They don't really care whether or not they get the two or the three seed. They feel confident in what they are as a team. They think they can go beat anybody, anywhere, anytime, any place. Whereas Washington... Nick, there's there's no more room for error. Last no, week was no. their game. Yes. They had it at home. They let it get away from them. So this is the game where nobody's giving you a chance. You have a chance to make amends for it. Go on the road. They're not looking to cover the seven in this game. They're looking to win it outright, and I think they can keep it close. Something to keep in mind, Kyle Shanahan 
Still has an axe to grind with that organization. He does. He is going to want to pour on the points if he can do it. Trent Williams also has an axe to grind. He can't control as much, but he's still the left tackle. It's. I, 